0: Today on the show, sipping on holy grounds, hacking life after graduation, preventing spiritual memory loss, our picks of the week, and so much more, The Catholic Underground starts right now. All right, uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm glad you weren't here for the pre-show. We are The Catholic Underground, and we are the podcast that tries to cut through the noise of the digital continent and bring you the topics that matter. It's episode number 370. I am rocking Father Chris Decker. Yes, Yo. you are. Yo? <laughs> Yo. Oh, Yo. my God. Oh hey, remember uh, the 90s?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <They laughs> joining me things. this week, we've got Kathleen <laughs>
2: Lee. <laughs> I, I had a good time in the pre show. I don't know about y'all. I was having a good time. Yeah,
0: they were they were thumbing through my Amazon shopping cart. Yeah, mm-hmm. What was happening? Much-
2: joy and laughter.
0: Uh, Welcome, Kathleen.
2: You're welcome. (laughs) I I am. Yes, you're welcome that I am welcome. That's Good to be here. (laughs)
0: It's a very deep theological concept Mm -hmm. for
2: the beginning of the show.
0: Uh, Speaking (laughs) of deep theological concepts, uh, in reality, Olivia Galino joins us, Associate Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Hey, Olivia.
1: Hello.
0: Hello. I suppose we should go to space, because Mm -hmm. you know by now, uh, if you're a frequent listener, watcher, uh, imbiber of the show... Jeff Blackwell's up there, he's the technical director of the CU. He's the commandant of the Jeff Star One near Earth orbit satellite. Hey Jeff.
3: What a view, father. What a view. <laughs>
0: That's right. We can see your house from here. That's
3: right. We can uh, see all of your houses. From yeah, here. all
0: of your houses from here, from your from your perch atop the atop the world. Oh don't forget. Yeah. Oh, I can't. How could I forget? If you happen to be watching us uh, on on any of the various ways, which, by the way, Kathleen, uh, we're on demand on Catholic TV now.
2: Wow. That's right. Uh, That's so so cool. if you're
0: watching us um, not live, but uh, by clicking the on demand button, um, yeah, wow. one of the things you'll see is Ed Ball. Actually, you won't see him, but you'll see his handiwork
3: mm-hmm. because he
0: switches the video, and uh, he makes it, uh, he make it look nice.
2: How, how does that work? Do you just say, I demand... I demand it right now Oh
0: I see How does on demand work yeah. I mean oh. I guess you
2: have Definitely One of those on demand.
0: If you have one of those Remotes I'm going to get can... one
2: To program it like that I demand that I see myself Oh that's right <laughs> Yeah I know
3: I mean, It happens at your house All the time doesn't yeah. it So oh, yeah, you're, you're yeah. accustomed to that But
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> She's usually Stalking the mirror that's, I didn't mean to say stalk, Talking to the wow. mirror Oh yeah I mm-hmm. demand to see myself Mirror
2: mirror what is this
0: <laughs> <laughs> situation? <I don't> <laughs> anyway,
1: where is this going? Uh, I yeah. don't. And know. you know, we also
0: should, uh, should 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 let you know that um, that standing over Ed's shoulder is Parker.
2: Yes. yes. Yay. Parker
0: is our intern. We seem to be. Parker's in the building. Yes, indeed. Uh, he has parked himself in, in the Jeff Star One in the ball pit there. And so, uh, um, so we'll be we'll be spending more time with Parker over the course of the summer. Um, he's working yeah. with Catholic Radio, and I'll then get to know him well. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. So you somehow Buckle made up, it through Parker. the. <laughs> yeah, <that's right> there. <laughs> yes. You're in. You're in at least for Kathleen's ride. Yeah. Did you no.
4: sign the liability
0: waivers?
3: Oh, not yet. That's tomorrow. Not yet. That's, yeah, that's right. There's a whole lot yeah, of... Quiet. Sorry, what? Very, very, very quiet. Yeah. Got <laughs> a lot of paper to get through
0: <laughs> All right. I have always wanted to, to do this and have never been able to actualize it yet, but parish-based cafes hmm. are a thing. Yep. They offer the perfect blend of coffee, of conversation, and of hope. In fact, over a dozen coffee shops that are attached to and run by local parishes are inside the Archdiocese of Los Angeles in California. Nice.
2: Oh mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah! Isn't
0: this a great idea? Yeah, and well, I would imagine you probably get kitschy names for them. Like one of them is Holy Grounds. Oh,
2: of course.
0: Oh, Anything? yeah, like mm-hmm.
1: that.
2: The um, the I'm thinking about LSU's Christ the King. Yeah, has, Christ the King yeah. has yeah. The one it's called Cornerstone yeah. because right. it's in the very front. I would imagine. I think it is. It's in the very front of their their old. was the, It's in the, the vestibule of the original church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, okay,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. all right. And yeah. I I don't know if the cornerstone is visible there, actually. Oh. Uh, but also, it's a know. double entendre, because of course, who is the cornerstone mm-hmm. yep, of our yeah. faith, right? Jesus right is the cornerstone, the stone. Oh. 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 right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, remember yeah. the nineties? Yeah.
0: And uh, anyway, so so uh, a lot. Of, you were gonna say, Jeff, uh, talking about parish coffee shops. Uh, no, not that. Great a, idea. A, a,
3: huh? she, she stole my thunder. No. Uh, oh, I mean, no, she? no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, so, uh, so I remember the 1960s, by the way, for what that's mm-hmm. worth. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> there
0: was there was coffee then. Yes. So, uh, so next to St. Monica's uh, Church in, in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, you have holy grounds. And throughout the day, the cafe kind of uh, runs through a cycle. So, if you've ever been... Have you ever spent an entire afternoon at a coffee shop?
4: Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. I, I have before. Like, mm. on my day off. I've spent
4: you... like 12 hours in a coffee shop. Oh, my yeah.
0: word. Yeah. 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 If you've yeah. got work GRI to do...
4: life, what? Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, throughout the day, there the cafe is filled with parents of children at St. Monica's School... Uh, it fills with churchgoers before and after the liturgy. Um, and then, of course, teenagers. Teenagers. Teeny boppers. <laughs> That's right. Have to have their yeah. coffee, right? And I would oh. presume, you know. Youths everywhere. Youths everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> who let all these unattended children get coffee? Yeah. That's right. Uh, so uh, the baristas uh, serve, uh, serving the locals are themselves young people who've been in prison mm-hmm. and they're cool. in need of a second chance. Um, in fact, uh, uh, Merrick uh, Sebenaller, Sorry, Merrick, uh, who's the parish's director of marketing and communication, says that's our God, second and 70 chances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great, great uh, idea is, yeah. is that you have somebody who is looking to kind of reintegrate him or herself back into society, actually doing something incredibly meaningful. Um, as meaningful as just giving coffee, right, is, is a beautiful yeah. thing. Um, this is a chance to turn over a new leaf, and he says that it's paying off. Uh, one ex-employee, Jimmy Valdez, who'd been in prison for three years and spent much of his early adulthood addicted to to drinking and to drugs, is now happily married, sober, and has gone on to start his own business. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. He says it wasn't until he found God and started working at Holy Grounds that things started to change. Um, Valdez says, one of the best things we can do is acknowledge each other. Mm-hmm. I felt acknowledged there and loved and supported. And really, that's what um, the, the if you will, the neo-spirituality of the coffee shop, apart from the church, mm-hmm. that's yeah. kind of the spirituality of the coffee shop, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Acknowledgement. Yeah. Right. You know, I I know that uh, maybe this is just showing what I do on my day off, but mm-hmm. I, I will go to the coffee shop just to be around other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm oh. being an extrovert, you know. Um, so that I'm not sitting in the corner of my rectory working on a homily, but to go to have a little bit of a buzz, mm-hmm. oh. uh, not just from the caffeine, sure. but also the activity. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, and that sort of thing is, is, is beautiful, mm-hmm. especially if you're somebody who perhaps had been in prison or in a, in a situation mm-hmm. where you did feel isolated. Uh, to be able to, to not only serve somebody a cup of coffee, but have them... Um, yeah, recognizing, recognize, acknowledge you. you. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm.
4: There's actually a, um, a new coffee shop in Baton Rouge that um, is working under a similar premise. Um, all of the people, I think the the guy who owns it, him and his wife, I think he used to work for Catholic Charity, because maybe still does. Mm. But all the people who staff their um, their coffee shop are either like refugees or people seeking okay. asylum, um, and it's like a way for them to have gainful employment. So yeah. if they're trying to get citizenship, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, super cool concept, um, and not to mention the fact that like everything they do is sustainable. Sustainable and sure. um, So it's really popular with people. I, every time I've been there, it's been packed. Well, that's really yeah. neat.
0: That's for <laughs> yeah. I might have to patronize yeah, that told. establishment. Yeah, but for uh,
3: twelve hours, <laughs> I've, 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 I can't get that out of my head, Kathleen. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, Olivia. That. Kevin.
2: <laughs> 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 no one knows my name. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh. yeah. yeah that's
0: I, why I, you need cheers. Yeah, that's <laughs> hey, remember hey. that? Never yeah. mind. Okay.
2: But that's. I think that's such a great idea because when you look at the social justice. You know,
0: component, component, mm-hmm.
2: and you look at um, people who are, are in and out of prison. Um, one of the main—they th- just need a chance. They just need something, some foothold. You know, I imagine it's the same with with refugees. They just need one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And know?
0: oftentimes, that's that's the situation. Uh, I know for for those uh, who, who've experienced that, they just. Many feel like they can't get their foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And if they get their foot in the door, they they wonder when something's going when the, when a door is going to close. Yeah. you know. And so, as you say, gainful employment uh, to, to be able to give them a, a sense that you are supported. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what the work of the church has done forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as it's been in existence, it, it it has taken those who are on the margins and, and has said not only are you worth more than many sparrows, but let us show you how much we yeah. love you. you know? yeah. And that's really, the, the early church has done that from the beginning. Uh, Valdez says that the cafe is unique in its positivity and uplifting conversations. He said that when he was behind the counter, he was supposed to be the one greeting people and asking them about their day, but sometimes it was the other way around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, I think, is, I mean, that is perhaps one of the differences of, of being uh, in, a, in a Catholic setting, right, in, a, in a, a coffee shop that's attached to a parish, is that there is this legitimate concern that people have that Mm -hmm. just goes beyond. No, no, I ordered a super extra, you know, venti, macacino, Mm yaddy. I I, I, I tend to stick with an almond milk latte. Me too. With hazelnut.
2: Sugar-free hazelnut. I don't get crazy. Disagree. And I use actual words to describe what size <laughs> drink I want. <laughs> anyway. But I think that's I think that's a cool thing because like I have discovered, you know, I used to get really upset when people who, you know, maybe at a coffee shop or a restaurant or the grocery store wouldn't greet me. You know, yeah. and I was like mm-hmm. And I was like, but dude, are you greeting them? And I was yeah. like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. And so I've I you know like to go in and say sometimes it's shocking to them. Right. You know, I'm like, Hey they're how are expecting... you? How's your day? And they're like, What? I'm yeah. Like, oh mm-hmm. sorry. Right. <laughs> you know.
0: No, I, I legitimately care about yeah, what's going yeah. on in addition to your trying to get my, uh, my box over the UPC yeah. scanner, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> which, by the way, that's my superpower.
1: Right.
0: I can find the one thing in the store that has <laughs> no SKU code <laughs> in the inventory system. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is a rare and special gift, oh. but it makes for a meaningful encounter usually. Yeah.
3: Well, you're right. I yeah, am. it does. Yeah, yeah.
0: my ineptitude <laughs> makes for a meaningful <laughs> encounter. Um, the coffee shop, of course, also sells Bibles and rosaries and CDs. Oh, nice! Uh, because I think you can still buy a CD these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. Compact
4: discs are coming Com- back into fashion. That's right.
0: It's, it's like a small record.
4: Well, actually, <laughs> no, like that's legitimate. Kids, I don't want to say kids today, but like kids today are starting to listen to CDs again. Yeah. Um, like. Kind oh, of like the, retro. the millennials are, are are getting into record records Vitals. and vinyls yeah. and all yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, yeah, I'm one of those. But, um, but like high school kids are starting to get into CDs again because it's That's really strange. Isn't that strange? Yeah. I think it
0: was last episode we were talking about. I remember actually getting the the shock resistant cd player so that i could go on a jog oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, remember that. yeah. Mm-hmm. in fact i found it just the other day it is it, it had uh it had more dust than many bibles <laughs> you know? oh, my,
1: my,
3: my. yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly wow.
0: yeah um but but that's one of the things so so you can you can buy all these things uh, at this coffee shop parents from saint monica school pop in with their kids teens stop by to savor anything from a latte to a pastry passersby might be enticed to sit down under a red umbrella and soak in the view of the adjacent church That's again nice this is a way to take in beauty right. too well, you're right, right? Yeah, yeah it is um, and of course, it's a way for parishioners. Per- Sorry, perdition. good heavens! I don't want to know the name of that parish. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way for parishioners to introduce to others what their church and its community has to offer. Yeah, and it's a very
4: non-threatening way to to invite people mm-hmm. who are in your parish but maybe don't feel like they can just show up to a altar society meeting yeah. or whatever. Um, they can just come for a cup of coffee. It's so non-threatening. See,
0: part of my evil plan would be to actually have a co- coffee shop that's functioning, but to have parish meetings mm-hmm. in it. You see, Mm. how very Pixar is that? Right. And so, so my parish council might be in one of the side rooms or whatever, so that you can actually see parish life happening in the midst of nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Cafe Ignatius is another one. It's a nonprofit organization uh, belonging to uh, St. Agnes Korean Catholic Church, which opened in 2011. Uh, Father Choi runs that one, and he has a passion for coffee and is an expert brewer.
2: He brews his own. Yeah, he says, as
0: a Jesuit and in the Jesuit faith, we find God in all things. Coffee is in God, and God is in coffee. (laughs) Uh That sounds like a very... (laughs) <laughs> uh, jesuit cosmology you know mm-hmm. very uh, interesting way to to put that uh, he says in this that his team of volunteers don't just serve up any old coffee theirs comes with a prayer of happiness peace and health and that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing too is that that as we as we um, mill the fruit of the earth uh, as we mill the bean uh, to be able to offer prayer you know uh, if you if you think about it in that kind of um quasi-sacramental sense, mm-hmm. um, the, the religious sisters who used to make the hosts for Mass, and mm-hmm. the, the brothers in the communities that make the wine that's used at Mass, mm-hmm. that often comes with a prayer for those who will receive it once it has been transubstantiated, once mm-hmm. it becomes the body mm-hmm. and blood of Christ. And so it makes sense that um, even, though, even though coffee is not consecrated in that right. sense, yeah, right. um, uh, but, but still the, the act of, of producing the work mm-hmm. uh, can itself be a prayer. Mm-hmm. Monks have been doing that brewing beer for a long time, you know, yeah. that kind of mm-hmm. a thing is the mm-hmm. prayer for those who are who are working. Um, all of these coffee shops aren't profitable for the parish. Their role is crucial in bringing about a sense of community that so many seek. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, I, I, I would feel that way, that if our parish, uh, parish has had a, a coffee shop, I would expect to break even, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't expect it to be a profit right. because I would want mm-hmm. it to be, more than anything, an outreach to the parish. Right, yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, um, obviously you, you can't run in the red forever, but— Right. It's, a, right. it's a it's a, it's a great apostolate, mm-hmm. and most apostolates lose money because we're well, not in it for money. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. Um, uh, let's see what we have learned. This is the, kind of the takeaway. What we have learned is people are still craving a community, a hub, a place to call home, a place to nest, mm-hmm. that is still alive and well, and that place can still be a church. Wow. Mm-hmm. And and I think actually that's uh, we've talked about it on the show before. That's what a lot of uh, contemporary secular coffee houses try to do yeah. is to make that your third place right you yeah. know and yeah. so it's beautiful that a parish is taking up the gauntlet and saying you know what uh, let's let's make not only our church that third place but let's give kind of a three and a half place too mm-hmm. you know for, for a coffee shop so that's uh i like it i i, I like it too maybe yeah. one of these days pass me a cup i'll take it. that's right one of these days uh but uh before we do that we must remind you that we are the catholic underground Yes, we are. And you have found the Catholic Underground. Uh, We are online at catholicunderground.tv, which uh, is a website that uh, is updated every week, certainly, um, with our show notes. And then uh, I plan to to, to update it uh, regularly on the Camino. As you know, uh, Father Ryan Humphries and I are going to be going on the Camino in August. And so we'll be updating that. Uh, With what media, I don't know yet. It's really all going to depend on internet speeds. I understand that there's Wi-Fi um, at every albergue.
4: Like videos of just I don't know, like pick the worst moment of each day and in that moment make a video.
0: Okay, that's a great idea. Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: Anyway, uh, sorry. I'm Father Chris. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm
2: already distracted by names. I'm going to think of one. A good one. A good name for your segment. Oh, for
0: my segment. Oh, we were just calling it "See You, Santiago" or something. Okay. Kathleen, kathleen yeah i'll work this. on it okay all right that's uh, that, that other voice there is kathleen lee and then of course uh, olivia Galino. jeff blackwell's up in space along with ed and parker and uh and of course we'll be uh talking about our picks of the week in a little while but you know we really should mention that uh, by our calculations this is kathleen's 200th episode
1: with us yeah I didn't
0: I didn't I didn't realize that Kathleen has actually been with us for for that long been around forever but looking back in the you'd have to look in the archives because our archives are a little wonky Mm -hmm. uh, right now with Catholic Underground because it's a lot of episodes to to, to Mm -hmm. input in our new website and so if you actually look at our Vimeo page Kathleen starts 200 episodes ago
2: Yeah, when yeah, we, we uh, roped
0: her in she didn't know uh, she yeah and people on, have asked but, me like uh, how
2: did you get it how did you get involved with Catholic Underground I'm like go, um <laughs> I don't know actually I have no idea I just like I was asked I started showing up and here I am. That's what he does. <laughs> this uh, one, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Some would say it's a charism. Yeah. Some would say.
2: Yeah, if you ever stop by, no matter who you are, I mean, you're dropping off, you know, coffee or Coke, come on in. You're going to be on the show. That's right. Yeah. I've <laughs> got a chair for you. That's
0: right. Yeah. We, we almost roped Parker in, but uh, I figured he'd want to see how the buttons are pressed first. Give it time, Parker. Give it That's, time. Time. That's right. Parker
3: That's right. is pressing There's the buttons time. at this Oh, button. what? No, yes? I, I
0: thought it looked different. I like it. Uh. You're hired. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh. <laughs> hmm. uh, the, yeah, yeah, Ed in the ball pit is showing us his hands are free his hands <laughs> free Nice yeah. All right, okay All, all right. right So Kathleen, this is your 200th show 200th uh, do, do you, Have you made a wish? Because you know speech? every 200 shows A speech <sighs> uh,
1: Well,
2: I'd like to thank all the Swiss Guard out there For <laughs> holding a special place in my heart And for, I mean, their heart for me and um, And of course, Pope Francis, who will eventually... Ship, yeah, make one that happen. To, yeah. ship one, of the yeah. Swiss
0: Guards to you, like a personal detail.
2: Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: I see. Okay. So this is how it happens, right? Oh All right. So, so, uh, so Kathleen becomes the object of some intrigue,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, some perhaps political intrigue, and the only <laughs> ones, the only ones that can provide the uh, the care that she needs, right? Mm. The protection that she yeah. needs, are the Swiss Guard, mm. and they're sent to Kathleen's side. And Kathleen falls madly in love with one, and he falls madly in love with her.
2: I'm whisked away. Yeah, and because let's be honest. I could fall in love with a whole bunch of them, but unless someone falls in love with me, and there you we have ain't it. going anywhere.
0: The Swiss Guard My Heart, coming Swiss soon
2: guard my heart. to the
0: Stalwart <sighs> channel.
2: <sighs> I wonder if
0: 200 episodes ago you could have
1: foreseen what was no, happening right no, now. No, not
2: at all. I think 400 episodes ago I was going, huh. Uh
0: huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what are they uh, talking about? And, and now, uh, I guess I can break this news. Uh, it looks like Kathleen might be my stand-in.
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll she's see. going to.
0: She she may very well be the guest yeah, host. Yeah. So get ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I'll gonna be, be fun. I'll be
2: watching. Uh, <laughs> and there's nothing he can do about <laughs> no, <laughs> true. it. No, nothing he can do about
0: it. So, uh, so Kathleen, now is the time when many graduates right. are are uh, are taking their their graduation caps freshly tossed, yep. and are mm-hmm. saying. Now what?
2: What to do with this now? In fact, I just pulled out my um, graduation robe. We have to wear it as teachers. Uh, And I went, oh, look how nice (laughs) this (laughs) is. I I haven't seen this in eight years. Awesome, (laughs) right? So there's nothing like the euphoric high that comes with graduation, right? It's exciting to be officially and finally done with all the hard work or all the work Mm -hmm. or just all the time that you showed up to class, right? Yeah. Uh, That you put into education and degrees. if you're a new graduate, you have a lot of options, right? You can work, you can go back to school. Uh, for some, it might be even the beginning of a vocation. Mm-hmm. Um, but once the hype dies down, right? Once it becomes about June or July, right? And all the parties are over, and and the graduation caps are put <laughs> away, and uh, you know there's no more graduation, you know congratulations coming in the mail, which were which was awesome, right? You know when you graduate and you start getting mail, and it's like. <laughs> Yes. Right. Uh, Many of us are left wondering what else can be done. Right. And so I think this is an important thing to look at because, you know, I spoke about this a couple episodes ago. The idea that as young adults, like what do you do now? And as a Catholic young adult, what is there for you? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, And it's a really cool time in your life, I think, because you have more time and more options uh, than maybe you'll ever have again. Um, So uh, we have all the time in the world, but sometimes no idea what to do with it, right? You may have your, your schedule planned out for the next four years, uh, you may not, right? But if you find yourself uh, in the new graduate boat, here are some tips for what you, a new Catholic graduate, can mm-hmm. do. Right, number one, get personal with the saints. True. I love the saints, y'all. Mm. It's like, and you like, you don't have to have one s- s- patron saint. Mm. It's like you have like a little tool belt, and I just collect saints and put them in my tool belt, <laughs> right?
0: That's an interesting mm-hmm. way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Are you, so, are you going into your chosen uh, uh, field of work right after graduation? Find out who's the patron saint for that. For doctors, for nurses, for teachers, for whatever fill in the blank
0: cookie bakers yeah
2: Mm. we need those i need those (laughs) bad in my life okay are you headed to graduate school keep the patron saint of uh, of your field of study right or saint joseph of cupertino who is the patron uh, saint of exam takers right because there are many more in your future right (laughs) any of the patron saints of students saint thomas aquinas right Uh, on your spiritual speed dial yes Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you want to work but can't find a job welcome Mm. to real world (laughs) St. Joseph the Worker and St. Cajetan who I've never heard of before but I'm super excited to look him up um, are the perfect saints to ask for help are you beginning a vocation Mm. or has one
0: been begun in you since the moment of your conception and now you're just going Mm. oh
2: Oh no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here now we what? Go. Yeah. Right? Find out who the patron saint of your vocation is, read up on their life mm-hmm. uh, for inspiration and keep them close even if it's not I would say even if it's if you don't
0: pursue that, pursue vocation, that vocation ultimately. Right? Uh, yeah, cuz they've picked you mm-hmm. by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Those things don't just happen on your heart.
2: Yeah. Are you like most young adults and you just have no idea what you're doing with your life, right? Call on the Holy Spirit to give you clarity or do a novena to your favorite saint for guidance, Mm -hmm. right? Ask the Holy Spirit, especially, you know, especially now to come into your life and just inspire you to go out, to get out of the upper room, right? Yeah. Don't be afraid to get friendly with the saints and ask for their intercession. No matter where you are, add them to your speed dial, to your tool belt. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. Number two. Put mercy into practice for most of recent graduates. It can take up to six months to find a job, Eh, give or take, right? Uh, Depending on, on what, uh, what fields you're going into and what the availability is in your area. But six months is a long time. So what do you do if you're not pursuing a higher degree? Uh, and you're currently looking for a job that you may find yourself with quite a bit of free time. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I find myself with free time, you know, coming up in in this summer and I am super excited about it. Um, so why not practice some of the corporate works of mercy? Yeah. Why not volunteer, right? During a time when, when dipping our toes into the world world can seem a little daunting, can be a little scary, be a little nerve wracking, right? Nothing can be better than doing for others that are less fortunate than you. Yep. Right. It's okay uh, for your mental. I mean, it's good for your mental as well as your spiritual health, mm-hmm. right? To get outside of yourself, to so not be so concerned, right? Okay. Number three, be a regular to the sacraments.
0: Oftentimes you forget that. Yes. Like church attendance, yeah. uh, going to confession kind yeah. of blows out the window.
2: Right. I always tell my, girl, my students when they go to college, I'm like, look, next year nobody's going to be knocking on your door Telling you to go to, to, to math. Quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. They won't right? care. No, they don't yeah. care. You know, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, when you become an adult, people kind of assume that you got it together. When in reality, we know nobody's mm-hmm. got it together. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but the time between graduation and getting used to your first job outside of this academic bubble uh, can be a bit disorienting. Right. You spent your last, what, 18 years in regimented school. Right. Yeah. As, as to some degree but now you're trying to figure out your boundaries, your priorities, and how to start this new phase of your life. One of the best things you can do during this time is to frequent the, the sacraments. Yeah. Make it a priority. Right. Make it a regular thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Try to go to confession at least once a month. Right. Um work to fit in daily mass to your schedule even if it's just once or twice a week, right? If you if you all you do is go to mass on Sunday, well now if you have time, yeah. go to mass you know on the weekday. See how it changes your day, your week, really. Yep. Right? Um there's a reason why several saints, including Saint Pius X and Saint Padre Pio, right, have encouraged Catholics to receive the Eucharist as often as possible. It is the source and summit of who we are as Catholics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. This is it. Go to it more often. That's right. right? Um, and number four, invest uh, in your spiritual life. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be honest with each other. Most mm-hmm. of us don't have the best spiritual life while in college, if we have one at all. Mm-hmm. Right. It's easy that could to f- even be
0: true of seminarians, by right? the way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's it's easy to find an excuse to miss mass or confession. You may have found yourself a little too caught up in the social scene, hmm? right? Perhaps you didn't keep the best company. Uh, Maybe you fell away from from your faith while you were in school, Uh, but there's good news. You can always get back on track and renew your spiritual life. Right. Start simply by getting into the habit of praying more often. Mm-hmm. Choose a novena, the rosary, um, or any other prayer or devotion you feel drawn to. And Bob, carve a couple minutes out of your day to do it.
0: Bob in the chat room says, join the choir. Someone will be expecting you. That's actually cool. a way to pray.
2: Yes, yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Find a, um, a, a perpetual adoration chapel because you know as young adults, we all have weird hours, right? <laughs> so we find ourselves at you know 1130 at night going, what to do with my life? I know. <laughs> Go spend a few minutes with Jesus, yep. right? And the adoration Chapel. Um, the choice is yours. It's. It Start simply, though. Build yep. your way back up. That's right. um, whatever you choose to do, remember to invite God into your life and into your decision making, yep. whether you're discerning a vocation, whether you're discerning going back to school, whether you're discerning um, you know, what job to take or where to move or who to hang out with or who yep. to date. Um, invite God into your life. And one of the best things you can do for yourself is to keep him the center of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, don't worry about what the future may bring. I, I'm a firm believer in um, you are where you are for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's never a mistake. Um, always a learning lesson and, and always where God needs you to be.
0: That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Uh, so whether you're a graduate or not, this is very good advice. And, of course, uh, you are listening to and watching The Catholic Underground. There's going to be more on the other side of the break, so stay right where you are.
1: A prayer for vocations, O God, who wills not the death of a sinner, but rather that he be converted and live, grant we beseech you, through the intercession of the Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, St. Joseph, her spouse, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your Church, fellow laborers with Christ, to spend and consume themselves for souls, through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever,
0: Amen. Welcome back. You found the Catholic Underground <laughs> with me, Father Chris Decker, joined by Olivia Galino, Kathleen Lee. Jeff Blackwell. Oh, you, may,
3: you, you play a mean farfisa there. Uh, well,
0: uh, you know I'm quite farfisa-esque <laughs> in <laughs> my what? spare time. Yeah, the farfisa. Oh, it's the instrument. I that always you're
2: feel like I'm in a, an episode of The Addams Family. Yeah, or The <laughs> Munsters. Oh, really? oh, yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think um, The
0: Munsters is probably yeah. more our style. That's true. Yes, Kathleen is a uh, monster. <laughs> 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 No. What yeah. you
2: guys say? All right, moving on. Yeah. Olivia. Yeah. Olivia has a story, I think. Do <laughs> you have a filter? Do you actually have a filter? Right, no, not, not today. I just, no. I just keep reminding myself, four months, four months of
0: of and then you're,
2: complete control. <laughs> oh my. Oh.
3: You hear that, Ed?
0: <laughs> Wait a minute, that sounded like a diabolical laugh Maybe no, it is the Adams family.
2: No, it's great joy that I have in my heart uh. you, for you and your travel. <laughs>
0: is that what joy sounds like? <laughs> Well, welcome back. (laughs) Our picks of the week are coming up. um, But first, you know, we we can sometimes think that that, uh, Catholicism and our faith has a very kind of short... Uh, time that we've been here, yeah. you know that that uh, oftentimes we, we tend to think of it like as as the, the when I go to mass on Sunday, what I'm seeing there is just the way that things are, mm-hmm. and and one of the things that that can happen is we can re, we can cease to realize that the church is much bigger than just our parish church, mm-hmm. and that there is a history that goes back even farther than we we imagine. Yeah, in fact, it's two thousand something years old.
4: Yeah, two thousand plus. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think about. I don't know. Are are we almost seem like allergic to tradition sometimes, mm, um, mm. or or maybe just to the idea that there's something bigger than us, something um, more historical or more concrete than us? Yeah, and I think that it stems from. I mean, like. This is a personal opinion, but I think it stems from like the the narrative of philosophy for the last 300 years, which mm-hmm. is like everything is new again. Yeah. I am I am the the arbiter of this new great idea that's going to change the world. Everyone else before me didn't know what they were talking about.
3: Mm-hmm. This is
4: it. Um, and so we've almost like we've incorporated that into the way that we think about everything. And when we start thinking about faith that way, yeah. we get into some really dangerous territory. Which is
0: really funny because that thought, which we would call a uh, modernist mm-hmm. thought, is nothing new. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. actually a very old concept <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of if it's now, mm-hmm. then it's it's better than what was.
4: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the idea that um, what's old is old for a reason and we have mm-hmm. to keep going for the name of progress or mm-hmm. something like that. But um, in the church, we're gifted with the tradition. You know, so we have, for you remember from your elementary Uh, catechism or religion classes the capital T tradition and lower T tradition all that Mm -hmm. but we're gifted with that Um, scripture and tradition are are given as part as revelation to us and they unfold each other so you can't have scripture without tradition you can't have tradition without scripture that's right which Um, is
0: why you won't find in the Bible that all you need is the Bible alone
4: (laughs) exactly because the Bible itself is a product of tradition
0: indeed what
3: (laughs) that's right Um, mind blown (laughs) type that emoji in Uh, your head uh, hashtag there we go Uh,
4: but you can see like the effects of uh, a life without tradition just by looking at like maybe you know someone in your family or you've experienced someone who's who's having some memory loss Mm -hmm. you see that it causes people pain right it's never something that's isolated it never affects only that person Mm -hmm. but it affects a community
0: i experienced that today as a matter of fact it's uh when we're when we're taping the show it's mother's day Mm -hmm. and uh, and my mom has uh, the onset of dementia and so i went to see her uh, at the nursing home today and of course she she's in good health and she's extremely joyful. Let me tell you, my mom, if I can brag for a minute, Go for my it. mom is probably one of the most joyful women that I know. And it's not just emotional joy. Yeah. She has a joy that radiates from somewhere yes. else out, yeah. outside of her. That, mm-hmm. that, that, it's, it's really fascinating uh, to, to watch. And so she's incredibly joyful, but the joy subsides whenever she asks a question. Mm-hmm. and and um, it, it's it's a question that that maybe she asked about five minutes ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or it's something that doesn't square with with her mind's um, trouble to to kind of to, to, to fit the pieces together. And that's the only time that I see the pain that it causes her, mm-hmm. which then of course causes me pain. Mm-hmm. And so and so yeah, that that collective memory loss as well mm-hmm. as that individual memory loss is is very pain inducing.
4: Yeah, yeah. and then I think the because it's very much bound up in our identities, our yeah, memories. That's right. Um, you know, not just the, the past experiences that have made us who we are, but the, also the the active memory of those things. Because mm-hmm. if we can't if we can't isolate that, if we can't locate that, at least in our in our minds, yeah, then we have trouble like remembering that part of ourselves.
0: That's right, exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I mean, if you look at how the the Lord has worked in the midst of His church. He, he intended for this active lively memory to continue to be represented
4: right right and to continue to unfold I mean like we're, we're given all of Revelation in the person of Jesus Christ um, but we still are, are understanding what that means um, and that's part of our tradition um, so when we talk about you know capital T tradition it's a it's the church engaging um, in reason and will and in intellect in faith mm-hmm. with that tradition with that with that revelation um, and and unfolding it in a way that's meaningful I mean, it's all going to be meaningful, but, but incorporating it into our lives in a way that's meaningful. Yeah. Um, so if we think about tradition as being like the memory of the church, this this incarnated memory of the church. So thinking about like it, it's impossible for a person or even an animal to, to function without memory, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to have some kind of something in the archives that you draw from to do anything.
0: My cat remembers where her favorite little place to, to watch the sun rise is Aww. every morning, like clockwork.
4: Who, I don't she's not even like a real cat what cat does that she wants to watch the sun she does every morning <laughs> In The sunrise.
0: she sits on her piano bench I don't have a piano but there's a piano bench she sits <laughs> on her the cup piano of bench it's, she might as well she could be Instagramming with Kathleen she just sits there and she watches the sunrise every morning she's so, so like deep from, from my bed I, I watch and she's every morning oh. mm-hmm. that's, that's cocoa for you is that marmish uh, that I watch the sunrise I watch my cat watching the sunrise
4: We'll let that one go. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, keep keep on trucking. Yeah. Um so so just like Coco can't start her day out without watching the sunrise. The church can't function without tradition. I never thought I'd
3: say that. Is Coco a creation of God, huh? Coco is a created being.
4: Exactly. Okay. Coco is a creature. I don't know how much she engages with the little beauty. Anyway, we're going to move on. Um, (laughs) The church can't function without tradition. That's the takeaway. Um, But... Far from being irrelevant or outdated, um, like some people might might lead you to believe, the tradition is actually this living memory of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the thing that makes the church make sense, because, like I said, like it's it's our way of understanding our faith. Um, if we think of theology, the traditional definition is faith seeking understanding, which yeah. comes from the church fathers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, faith seeking understanding. There's faith seeking understanding, excuse me. There's a receptivity to that in the fact that I receive the deposit of faith, but there's an, an activity to that in that I, I seek understanding, I actively seek mm-hmm. it. Um, and a lot of times the way that I do that is by going back, um, by going back into the archives of the faith to figure out uh, what's going on in the present moment. Yeah. Um, so really, if you boil down to the bedrock of, of our faith, there's no Catholicism without tradition. Right. It just doesn't exist um, because we are not you know, discreet parts of uh, of the church we we don't exist in and of ourselves we exist because people before us had faith
0: that's right <laughs> indeed thanks and and i mean that's really where we we get into the trouble of our modern age is whenever i set myself up as the church mm-hmm. yes you know yeah and that's and that's Amen. i mean that's essentially the all of this self-worship mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. goes on mm-hmm. pope benedict the uh, our pope Emeritus said it well if we do not worship Christ, we always worship ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why to have this this living memory um, is, is so important.
4: Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, that there's this kind of like weird intellectualism that people have made into a religion Mm. and it's like they're willing to, I don't know, I, I, maybe it's just because of like what I studied in college, but I feel like people are willing to learn every logical fallacy that, that ever was Mm -hmm. and, and use it in in daily conversation with the cashier at the grocery store talking about like straw men fallacies, (laughs) people, things that people just don't want to talk about or to understand. They're willing to dive into those things, but how willing are we to dive into like Pelagianism or Mm -hmm. like, the the Council of Ephesus, you know, Mm -hmm. like how, how willing are we to, to dive into the archives? Because I think that we have to rely on someone else and that makes us uncomfortable. Like I have to rely on not only, um, the ideas of someone else, but also the witness of someone else who, who preserved that moment of history, who preserved that piece of truth for me. And yet Um, when
0: we do dive into those things, and I'm just thinking about the, the church father's uh, and by church fathers, of course, though, those are the ones mm-hmm. who, who wrote um, in the in the first, what, three to four hundred years, do we say, of the church? I mean, it, the it, definition... It varies.
4: Usually you can say that the, the period of the church fathers ended with John Damascene
0: in like the 800s. Okay, in the 800s. So, so that's so as before, wide as the scope So before the turnover of the millennium, right? Right. Uh, of the first millennium, and, and so if you read the church fathers, uh, just John Damascene or John Chrysostom, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about Saint Fulgentius of Ruspe, yeah. huh? all of these, all of these, these early church fathers, and I, I just I lose myself in their memory mm-hmm. because they were, were beginning maybe for the first time to, to begin to expound some of these things that that weren't new. Mm-hmm. They were just simply kind of the unfolding of Jewish tradition mm-hmm. with uh, with the revelation in Jesus Christ.
4: Yeah. And I think one of the really valuable things, especially about going back to the church fathers, is that they had a very concrete sense of identity. Um, and that's something that I, I think, f- I mean, especially for us in, in a wider context, is more fluid nowadays. Yeah. Um, or, or we want to say that it's more fluid. Um, they, You go back to the church fathers, and they knew exactly who they were, and they knew exactly what they were defending. Yeah. They knew who Jesus Christ was. And yeah, that's as that's a the person main point. and not a concept. Exactly. Right. Um, because some of them, you know, they they knew him personally, or they were kind of like the the grandchildren yeah. of uh, of the apostles in a in an intellectual sense. That's right. And so they they experienced the person of Jesus Christ more concretely than we can, because historically speaking. But they they knew very much what it was to be a Christian. They knew that identity because they incarnated it in themselves. They realized what it meant, and and they lived it. That's how they they articulated it so well. And so ardently to the point of death Mm -hmm. um they they were willing to die for that because they knew very without doubt who they were and I feel like we lose a sense of that because we we lose that sense of identity because we lose our sense of tradition you Mm -hmm. know like if I'm not if I can kind of steer my own ship yeah um you know like if I if I don't have a sense of tradition and maybe anything before 50 years ago just really it's kind of optional, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, like I could read those things or I could not read those things. I can believe them. I cannot. But then I'm I'm at the helm of this ship. And that mm-hmm. that's a voyage that I don't want to be on because yeah. um, this girl does not know how to drive a ship. But <laughs> uh, but I mean, really, like if I'm going to find a way forward. Yeah. I, I mean, let's let's take that metaphor <laughs> to, to its conclusion. Like, if I want to go away, find a way forward in a boat, I have to have someone who's going to teach me how to drive the boat. I have someone who's going to uh, have to have someone who's going to sell me the boat. I have to have someone with me um, in case you know there's a fire mm-hmm. and I don't notice it, and they can put it out or tell me that what's going on. Like, there's a lot of moving. You need a navigator to
0: too, somebody who knows how to read the the way forward.
4: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I need mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you're thinking about the life of the church. We we talk a lot about needing community in the present day yeah. we need people to bolster our faith in the present day that's right but I think what you'll find too is that a lot of times those communities can be a little bit um I don't know not as not as robust as they could be because even then we want to support each other we want to support our faith but if we're not looking backwards yeah if we're not looking back to the origins of our faith in scripture and in tradition mm-hmm. then we lose the sense of who we actually are and we're just kind of encouraging people to like be their best self but we don't know what that is
0: that's right it's really interesting too because even the scriptures themselves allude to the importance of tradition and I'm not just talking about when when Saint Paul says whole faster tradition mm-hmm. but if you think about it like in, in mark chapter 15 um you have uh, Rufus and Alexander mentioned in the scripture good old words. yeah did, did you know that Kathleen Rufus and Alexander
2: no but I'm. yeah these are the names of my new cats I'm <laughs> that you're going to get rufus yeah. and
0: alexander they were the sons of of, of simon the cyrenian hmm. and and they're specifically mentioned in scripture so that we know as mark is is recording all of this that he knew and the community that he was a part of knew rufus and alexander mm-hmm. they knew simon of course because it was their dad and it was Simon who walked along and carried the cross of mm-hmm. Jesus. And so there is a very real, even those very early days. I mean, Mark within the less than the first seventy years, mm-hmm. right? Huh? Uh, saying no, no, we knew him, and not only do we know him, uh, we we knew all the people around him, mm-hmm. and they're here with us. Mm-hmm. And and we we as Catholics here in 2018 can say, well, we knew Pope so and so, right? Who who knew these people? Um. Huh? Mm-hmm. Who knew these saints, right? Uh, uh, Pope, Pope uh, Francis and Pope Benedict knew Pope St. John Paul II. He knew mm-hmm. St. Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. And you have this beautiful lineage that goes all the way back. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much more to, to living the faith than just simply kind of setting out saying, no, no, I'm going to captain my ship. Right. Uh, yeah. That's also why the, the church herself is, is often depicted as a ship.
4: Right, and yeah. and
0: that uh, the the Holy Father is the one who who has the tiller, mm-hmm. uh, but of course it is it is the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit that is helping him to guide the ship right. through uh, mm-hmm. through the difficult waters. Right.
4: Yeah, and I think that what you're getting at is really important too. That, you know, my faith isn't something that I can kind of personalize. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can make it my own and bedazzle it as I wish, <laughs> but. We all did it. Let's just admit it. Um, but there's a, a giftedness to faith. Yes. You know, there's there's a sense of like like we we're talking about earlier, receiving something. And what do yeah. you receive? You received gifts. You receive something that's other than you yeah. from someone that's other than you. That's right. Who? Uh, I mean that. Um, that it is, is somehow important to right, your being, right. you know. Um, and so Jesus says that. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I, I must ascend to the Father because if I do not go to him, then I cannot send you the promised spirit. And the spirit will teach you all things, you will receive power, and you will be able to do greater signs than these right. in the power of the spirit. So that the faith, that's really the gift that the spirit brings us, mm-hmm. the power of faith and it's not just a blind faith or anything like that but but it is a real spiritual power that helps us to to lean on Jesus even 2000 years later
4: yeah yeah, and I, I love what uh, Sam Guzman over at um, The Catholic Gentleman has to say about this. Um, he says, "We receive a faith that has been watered by the blood of the martyrs, mm. a faith preserved and passed on by holy monks, lay people, nuns, popes, bishops, priests, and scholars for two millennia." I love that. Watered by the blood of the martyrs. Yeah. Um, like, like our faith is rich because it's alive with with blood, with lifeblood. Um, That's right. You know, we are freely given. Yeah, we are so aren't, that
0: we can grow. Yeah, exactly. Mm
4: -hmm. Like, it's something that's real, it's something that's tangible, and it's something that's life-giving. We aren't just a people of the book. You know, like, we we don't call ourselves that. Other people may call us that, but we don't call ourselves that because we are not merely people of words. We are a people of the word. That's right. If you
0: think about it, Jeff, there's a very beautiful biological uh, analog here for for Mother's Day. A Mm. mother willingly gives her blood so yeah. that her child can be nourished, huh? That's that's really what's working in the yeah, womb is the blood yeah. flow and the nutrients coming from that and then the child comes forth when the time is right. Mm-hmm. And and that really is the the church. The church is born from the blood flow of the side of Christ, mm-hmm. certainly, but but also the church is born uh, kind of reborn if you will. Every time a, a martyr willingly gives them themselves for the faith, mm-hmm. they're showing mm-hmm. that that what Jesus did on the cross, uh, as as kind of the martyr of martyrs, mm-hmm. what Jesus did on the cross, I willingly do, and mm-hmm. that's why we often say, right? You know, the, the that cliched phrase from the church fathers, the the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
4: No. Yeah. Those aren't just just aphorisms that no. we just invented out of thin air. Like those are things born of realities, um, and I think that there's a, an element in there that we can kind of drill down to. So thinking about like the element of surrender, like if this, if we're going to be a people of tradition, if we're going to be truly a people of faith, which necessitates that we are a people of tradition. Yeah then that we always have to have an element of surrender we have to surrender our, i mean our whole selves what does that mean that means our personal preferences our whims our opinions even like the things that i just admittedly don't understand i have to submit that to the higher wisdom of the church yeah. and you can only do that in uh, in the mode of uh, the marian mode right the marian mm-hmm. mode of receptivity of humility yep. of the ultimate humility because i mean especially in our like pseudo hyper intellectual age that we live in it takes a lot to say i I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not a failure to submit ourselves to a higher wisdom because that's not the end. We're not a people, like the whole God of the gaps theory. Mm -hmm. No. Like we are people who seek understanding. So even though you're submitting yourself to a higher authority, okay, go back to the text. Ask someone who knows about the question that you're having. Explore those mysteries. They're not just, you know, oh, it's a mystery. And then you just move on. Like you, you dive into the mystery and we become people of the depths. We become people who are, who incarnate the word in us. And then we go and we, we sanctify the world, especially like, I mean, that's the call of lay people, right? Is to, to drench the world in salvation. And Mm. we can only do that if we are drenched in this tradition.
0: That's right. Which is why I, I want people because people will often say, oh, father, I don't want to bother you. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Bother me mm-hmm. if I'm having a bad day. I might grumble a little bit. I'll just let you, but but please, please ask me about please ask me about these things because they're 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 mysterious for me as they are for you. But I can perhaps uh, with you know the, the decade or so of schooling uh, help you to encounter the mystery in a new way. And, mm-hmm. and please ask your priests these questions, or if you know these holy lay people, ask them too. The mm-hmm. you know they're more credentialed and and well educated um, theologians in many parishes now thanks to distance learning and things right. like that, uh, that that you should take advantage of for sure yeah mm-hmm.
4: yeah and i think it's important too to look at the the little tea tradition side of this um, so you know we, we we can maybe all admit that okay we're not going to sacrifice the big tea traditions but maybe the smaller stuff we could let go of but no we really can't be, i mean think about like the church being a tapestry yeah. and if i want to remove you know one thread one thread i want to remove all the red threads from this tapestry Well, what's going to happen It's going to fall apart Mm -hmm. because they're all Mm -hmm. interwoven. They're all interconnected. Um, you know, just like we are body and soul and our, and we're not, we're made to exist as this hylomorphic union of body and soul. Mm -hmm. We are meant to, to have the, the interwoven tradition. Uh, I mean the interwoven, um, relationship of big T traditions and little T traditions because those little T traditions are ways of living out that, that larger body of faith, that larger body of, of tradition.
0: That's right. If you live, for example, like, um, like the Lenten, uh, many of our Lenten observances are lowercase t, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but they are no less important in the weaving of the big T of the holy season of Lent.
4: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, this is all uh, uh, maybe a tough sw- pill to swallow because the world doesn't, Uh, ascribe to these ideas the world doesn't want you to think this way um and especially because we live in a world that's uh, i don't know victim of this dictatorship of of relativism of pluralism political correctness even Mm -hmm. and so it makes it hard to to really concretely live these things but when we live the faith of our fathers our capital f church fathers Mm -hmm. um then yes, we do become walking contradictions, but the world needs that contradiction. Yep. Um, I mean, that's that's why you know John Paul II pushed this this message of divine mercy, um, and why the Lord wanted that message um, in the. In the- the message of uh, uh, divine mercy through St. Faustina, through Maximilian Kolbe, um, through John Paul himself, in, in an age that is extremely violent and opposed to his mercy. Mm-hmm. You know that's why you have those contradictions. We're supposed to be those contradictions, and we can only do that if we know who we are and we have a really concrete sense of our identity.
0: Well said, and uh, and of course part of the reason that we do what we do on the Catholic Underground is to help you be a walking contradiction, mm-hmm. uh, especially in your in your commute. Um, and certainly, um, as, you, as you hopefully share some of the things that, uh, that we, we speak about, and certainly you can go to, uh, to backchat at catholicunderground.com in your email box and let us know, um, well, really, what's going on, uh, uh, how maybe you've experienced that. But, you know, uh, we are pretty far afield in the program, and uh, Parker, uh, even though you've been listening for a while, um, there is a part of the show that we like to call... The CU Pick of the Week. Man, oh man, Parker is like right on yeah. target. That uh, Snaps is, for Parker. Yeah, yes. You, you get a donut. You get a donut, yes! Parker. Or, Congratulations. Or six. Yeah, or 12. Yeah. Or like Olivia, a dozen. That's Olivia right. brought donuts. Got,
4: my parents bequeathed them to me. I don't want them. Mm. Please take them.
0: Well, uh, for our first pick of the week, we shall go to Kathleen, who always has a good one for us.
2: Well, this week, Yes. this is a man um, of our own state. Yes. And Ooh. even from our own from our own diocese. diocese. Yes, mm-hmm. um, Bishop Sel- Shelton Fob, who mm-hmm. is the uh, the bishop of Homotibido, yeah. the Homotibido diocese, and might I add, is killing it down there
0: in the good way. Uh, yes, yes, in the yes. good that's right. way. That's a um, that's a neo millennialist phrase. Yes. That yeah, yes. he's shredding it.
2: He was originally a priest in Baton Rouge in the diocese of Baton Rouge, um, and then was was.
0: Named a bishop. Named
2: a bishop and is, is doing great things. He has been named the chair of the Committee Against Racism for the USCCB. That's right. He's stepping yes. in. Oh for, yes. No, now, now um, you know, I was just reading up on it, and um, Bish, uh, Cardinal DiNardo mm-hmm. was, the one, Houston. Who, was mm-hmm. the one who picked him. And he'll serve as the chair of the committee uh, for the remainder of Bishop Murray, um, mm-hmm. who unfortunately was has been just recently been diagnosed with a form of acute leukemia Mm -hmm. um so but bishop fob currently serves as chair of the usccb subcommittee um on african-american affairs Mm -hmm. um he's been a a member of that committee since 2010 and a member of the committee of cultural diversity in the church since 2013 i didn't even know this about this This man is so humble and so awesome um i saw him a couple weeks ago and he oh he's so quiet you know and and (laughs) soft-spoken um but don't let him fool you. This dude is a beast when it comes to um, to leading the church and leading yeah. the faithful. And we are super proud of him. Mm-hmm. Very yep. blessed to have him down here uh, in South Louisiana. Ooh-hoo.
0: That's right. There you go. To, to use a homo-tibido reference, uh, he, he looks like a, a gator atop the water gliding smoothly, uh, but the legs are moving quickly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. Yep, he, uh, yep, he's, yep. he's a good friend, uh, certainly a good friend. And actually, the Catholic underground was born in his rectory.
1: Really? Yeah, when oh, I was a deacon there wow. with, uh, with wow. when he was just wow. Father Shelton. That's yes! right. Yes.
0: So Woo-hoo! yeah, good pick. Good pick uh, mm-hmm. a person, Bishop Father. Uh, Olivia.
4: Yet again. Why does this? <laughs> Second fiddle pick of the week. So Jeff, would you like to?
3: <laughs> Mine is quick. I I can do it. But, uh, no,
4: I I mean oh, go it's I'm going to be quick because I can't follow that. Um, <laughs> I love I love Bishop Fob. Um, so my pick is something that I used uh, almost all of yesterday. I was cleaning my apartment um, in a fury just because I want to feel like an adult. <laughs> um, but yeah. I I've been using this a Better Life. It's an all-purpose cleaner. But um, I don't know if you maybe you saw Shark Tank. This was years ago. Um, whenever they had this cleaner and they would like spray it in their mouths to show it just how non-toxic it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I did not yeah. see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit shocking to watch because it's like watching someone spray Clorox in their mouth, but it's it's more effective at cleaning than like some of your, your name brands that, that are kind of household names, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're like, Dealing with food and and like raw chicken and things like that that might get on your counters, get on your floors, <laughs> oh. um, so I literally used it to clean everything yesterday. My floors, my counters, my stove, um, my bathroom, like everything um, got cleaned with this stuff, and it's it, it, really good what's so, it called it's called a better life
0: a better life a that's better a, life. that's the name of it yeah oh, okay.
4: yeah and we'll put the link in the show notes the website is cleanhappens.com
0: i guess if you can spray uh-huh. it in your mouth you really can have a better life
4: <laughs> yeah well and then i'm not worried about putting it on my counters and like waiting 30 minutes so the the you know all of the toxic stuff maybe dissolve yeah, yeah. i don't know that's science but like not worried about dropping food on it and then eating yeah. it so
0: well right. from uh, from yeah. spraying household cleaner in our mouth to jeff blackwell
3: <laughs> hey uh and i can drink this too yeah, it, yeah. It's called diet, A-N-W, cream soda. I love cream soda. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but uh, the, my favorite brand, uh, they don't make anymore. But uh, But I find that the ones that I can get are kind of sugary. And because yes. of this uh, old age thing called heartburn, yeah. uh, I, I don't do the sugary <laughs> drinks anymore. And it certainly is because I'm trying to lose weight. But sometimes
0: but I, you get the hankering.
3: Oh, yeah. And it's so it really is full of flavor. And um, let's see here. It's made in well in the southern region of the country, in Plano, Texas, um, <laughs> licensed by the 7-Up Dr. Pepper people. Uh, let's see. It has uh, no caffeine, no calories, no fat. It's low sodium, no nutrition, but it tastes good. <laughs> no got, nutrition. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. It really
0: it's, it's basically just water that's flavored with something <laughs> yes. that you probably shouldn't <laughs> spray in your mouth. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> At that's any rate, soft. yeah, every now and then you do get the Every hankering. now and yeah, then. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's the key. Yeah, I, I must, uh, I must admit, uh, and I'm going to get a whole bunch of email about this. But the every now and then, I will, I will Coke Zero myself. Hmm. Yeah. See, Olivia, already, I'm getting the eye. She's like, "How can you?" I probably shouldn't. How
1: dare you? That's that. right. Exactly.
0: My pick of the water, week, water, water, water. Uh, actually, I got today, and I've been thumbing through it. Uh, the The Daughters of Saint Paul, who have bookstores all over the world, uh, and one of their, of course, primary apostolates is the new evangelization. If you know Sister Tracy Dugas, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, she is actually uh, working. She works with Catholic Radio, and then, of course, Sen- Sister Benedicta uh, works. Uh, she's on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. among other things. Mm-hmm. and uh, And she and Sister Tracy and a couple of others were at our parishes this weekend, uh, kind of showing their books, uh, showing Ooh. all the books that. The Pauline bookstore, and uh, and one of the ones that she gave me was "Live Christ, Give Christ: Prayers for the New Evangelization," um, and it was put together by the Pauline family, and it's a collection of of different uh, sayings from uh, and teachings from Blessed James Alberione, who is the the founder of the order, as well as some other uh, Paulists so or, or Pauline uh, family, cool. and so what what. Clayton
4: in the chat room says no one's picking body glide. Oh yeah,
0: uh, there's an inside joke there. Yeah, body glide of course is an anti-chafing uh, 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 stuff oh, uh, yes. that uh, for those going on the Camino in August that may be something ah, useful. Oh, so, yeah, there you go. Okay. Thanks, Clayton. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, about your book, this spiritual book uh, is my pick of the week because there's some really good prayers in it, some very good meditations, um, and then uh, and then if you want to learn a little bit more about the Paul lines this, uh, this is a good little introduction yeah, to cool. it. So, uh, Live Christ, Give Christ, that's available from Pauline Books and Media. Jeff, we are always grateful for those who pray for us, uh, that, that certainly that donate, but also those who pray to the Lord for our apostolate.
3: Humbly so, Father. Yep, yep. And this week, Catholic Underground is possible because of people like you. Join the growing number of undergrounders at catholicunderground.com slash donate. Portions of the Catholic Underground are brought to you by audibletrial.com slash Catholic Underground. There's more info at catholicunderground.tv.
0: That is also the truth. Uh, if you want to get more information about who we are and what we do, you can go to our website catholicunderground.com. You can get our show notes as well as our picks of the week for every episode. Our panelists have been Kathleen Lee. She's the benefactress. She's at lee 626 on Instagram. Thank you, Kathleen.
2: Anytime.
0: Yes, her day is coming. Her hour is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Galino no. is at omgalino on Instagram. Uh, thank you, Olivia. My pleasure. Jeff Blackwell is our technical director, and he's on Twitter at jeffblackwellus and jeffblackwell.us. Thanks, Jeff.
3: It is a privilege, Father. Thank you.
0: Und an Anna, our research assistant and leader of the crew in the lab, is Jim Hayes. Our video director for this episode has been Parker, yay, assisted yay. by Ed Ball. That's right. Woo. And you know me. I am Father Chris Decker. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Digital Catholic, also on Instagram uh, over there, too. We hope that we've helped you cut through that uh, that noise and find the still small voice for the Catholic Underground for Faith Gone Digital. We'll see you next time.
3: from the Catholic Underground.